0: Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Come on.
1: Love that roar. It's time again. Time to be about the business of waking the bear.
0: Yes, and what is the bear?
1: The bear is California. That's right. And she's waking up.
0: What is she waking up to?
1: She's waking up to people uh, trying to take over her state and uh, with nefarious... Purposes,
0: nefarious purposes. Yes. That's right. Okay. Well, hey, we've got a lot of cool things uh, tonight, but let's go over the news of the week. A lot of stuff's been happening just recently,
1: actually. Wow. So uh, yeah, let's
0: go for well, it. Well, so, what
1: about the White House? I mean, oh. I heard that they did this raid on Mar-a-Lago, and apparently, the 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 Biden White House knew nothing about it. Right. That's, That's what, what they, they told claim. us. Yeah. Oh no, this is an independent part, part of the government. We don't get involved. It's an independent agency that's not being directed by the political, your political operatives or political opponents.
0: Yeah, that's right. The official, the official response to that raid from the White House was that they had no idea, and so they say, "Hey, we had no idea. We were unaware of this. We weren't told what Mary Garland had done, and so they were quite concerned. Uh, At least they acted like they were concerned. Like, what's happening here?" But it looks like there actually was some earlier conversations, and it was back in May. And back in May, um, they said that they were going to um, discredit Trump's claim to executive privilege. Mm. So they were saying, you know, we're not going to honor that. And so that was done a while ago. So back in th- that whole that
1: was a lie. Then would yep. you say?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Li- I mean, oh
1: no, it's not true. <laughs> yep. But- yeah exactly another lie coming out uh where the weaponization of political opponents has been done by the the ultra left in this country, yeah that just and, came out and that's that's fascism, okay that's totalitarianism that's the type of thing that we've been warned about in communism yeah and and it's happening in our government right now. That's part of what we're waking the bear about in California because it's not only happening on a federal level, but it's happening on a local level level where our state representatives have been bought out by the federal government to enact laws that are unjust that they need to say, no, we will not enact those laws. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, we opened that up. I mean, it was May 10th, the letter. Um, I'm just looking at the New York Post here where it was reported, uh, one of many places it's reported. But it was a, a letter that became public. And the uh, acting National Archivist archivist uh, Deborah, Deborah Citadel uh, Wall, she notes that the president's counsel had told her, President Biden defers to my determination. So she, he gave her the ability to make the decision. And they decided not to honor those claims, and those claims being Donald Trump uh, claiming executive privilege. And so that was back in May uh, 10th. And that's why they had the earlier investigation where they had gone to Mar-a-Lago and Donald Trump gave them everything they wanted and they right. said, you ought to put a lock on that safe. Mm. And so, so they had already gone there. So why would you need to raid when he had been cooperating the whole time? And so, and now with that raid, you know, they're finding that it was outside even the scope of what was, supposed oh, to be rated merch. maybe they
2: wanted to see melania's shoe collection it mm. could be that would be a motive
0: yeah maybe uh maybe um was it jill jill biden <laughs> i i haven't even committed their names to memory <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh, gosh.
0: J- maybe jill's jealous of the clothes jill's and, jealous uh, of, and, of uh, the clothing I, I need something to pep up uh, <laughs> prop us up the wardrobe yeah and well, she's <laughs> helping dressing him right i mean um uh,
1: well, we got, we got, I um, was oh, keep talking about some news right now, but uh, we do have a guest speaker who's going to be calling in in just a bit. His name is Victor, uh, Victor Reed, and he's going to be discussing tonight a really great topic. Why don't you tell us about the topic here, Ron?
0: Yeah. So the topic is how people are giving up their rights and they don't even know it. Wow. So he protects people's rights by educating them, uh, and it's done through contracts. Um, Admiralty law and things like that. We'll, we'll get into that. Great. I, I'm not sure where he's at. So if you guys want to continue talking well, about wanna, the news, wanna, I'm going to. I want to sure hear what Chris
1: has them. to say about AB 2157.
2: Oh my goodness! So if I'm a little excitable, it's not because I had too much coffee. Mm. Um, I saw the news today about AB 2157, which is uh, in the Senate and the the bill. Um, it's about uh, prison reform. Uh, how it's how it's being sold, but it is such a an open book about um, I mean in helping criminals and and really um, not protecting uh, the victims and so I, um, the the bill was obviously getting passed and one of the um, the the parts of the bill is that it would have alternatives to incarceration, including collaborative justice court programs, uh, diversions, and what you call restorative justice Mm. for crimes. And so uh, Senator Shannon Grove, she said, um, because in this, it included... Human trafficking. You you might get if you were caught as a human trafficker, you might get a a minor uh, treated like a minor offense. And so she was fighting for that human trafficking should be uh, considered a uh, violent and uh, serious crime, and wow. uh, that they, they would the Senate would not pass that. And so right now, uh, if you are convicted, not right now, but in in nine days they're going to go. Uh, take it to the full Senate vote. And we need some people to call in to their senators and talk about AB 2167 and say that um, it that it needs to be pulled down. 57. Is
1: it 2157, 2167?
2: Uh, I've got 67 unless I did a typo. 51, 57 on the top. Okay, I need to check that out. Um, but it's the, the prison reform prison bill. Prison reform bill. And so, right now, can you imagine that if you you were um, you just got out of human trafficking, that your uh, abuser got arrested, and uh, they decided they wanted to use restorative justice as the the means to punish your abuser? Wow. Now, restorative justice—it's—it's. Justice, justice, it's- it's currently being used in our school systems uh, where you're not seeing a lot of kids suspended. And basically, let's say the bully comes and the bully, you know, smashes the kid's face into the locker, breaks out a few teeth, pulls a knife on someone, uh, walks in the girl's bathroom um, and interrupts. It's totally interrupting, but if the, the bully says um i want to have reconciliation justice so basically um they bring the the victim who just got hurt and and the bully into the vice principal's office and they they say um are you, are you sorry that you did that against this person? And the bully simply said, sorry, man, I didn't mean to smash your face and bust out your teeth and, and pull a knife on you and give you a head injury. Um, and now they are reconciled. So it's like and a so loophole, they,
1: loophole for, for creeps.
2: It it's a loophole and it, it's um well it's a total farce and it's it's the emotional social learning that, that is being taught in our school system. And so now you you take that out of the schools and you put it in the prisons uh, where people are, are perpetrating human trafficking and you know human yeah, trafficking that is slavery.
1: If that if there's anything that should be like you should have the book thrown at you, so to speak, it should be human trafficking, child sex trafficking. Oh yeah. Uh, trafficking minors i mean there's like w- what world are we coming to where that's not evil oh, yeah. let's just be let's be straight up that is
2: evil yep yep, and Definitely. so it blatantly protects the criminals so wow. you need you want to call your senators and um talk about the the prison reform again I had it as twenty one sixty seven I'm pretty sure it is twenty one six seven um, It'll be that, on our
0: show notes, so I'll make sure it's the right one.
2: Thank you, Ron. You're the best. So okay. I'll try not to to go off on that anymore. But it, but Great. it is just pulling at my heartstrings. Okay. Yeah, it,
1: and it should. I mean, that's that's this is, that's just there's so much obnoxious stuff going on right now. It's almost like um, the the people that are in power um, realize they're going to be losing power soon, and they're trying to pass as many crappy, horrible bills as fast as possible. Absolutely. in in California legislature that's what's going on i really believe that's actually what's going on and uh so and i also believe that there is a a a global like uh, lo- a global conspiracy to lie to people to make them think that they're in the uh the the minority of thinking that's evil and that's actually come out this week there's a you sent me something Ron, on this that there's actually a thing called dreamcat or demcast and they're gearing up for the, the midterms, the 2024 midterms. And Demcast is, an, is, a, is a cabal organization that is utilizing social media to post bot. It's a bot farm. It's like eight yeah. people. Eight people in the last seven years have posted 51 billion impressions. No,
0: not seven years, since 2019. Seven years. Uh, three years. Three years. Three years. Fifty one billion. Fifty
1: one billion impressions. Yeah. And they're finding people on on like in this group of people that are these group of bots that are like de- they're all associated with this thing called um Demcast and Blue Crew. And they have these hashtags and those these anomalies. They found that one of the person has posted sixty one sixty one um, social posts social post a day for the last seven years yeah. without stop one hundred and forty four thousand posts oh wow, so we know that they, so so Elon Musk, who was exposing that that Twitter was it uh, was corrupt is actually he's exposing that they have mm-hmm. bot, farms, bot farms not yeah. real accounts
0: hey, with no more further ado, uh, it was a mix up on my part how uh, our guest is calling in. he went through computer, so we've got that set up. And uh, we're gonna pipe them in through here. Can you hear us? You're echoing. Echo. echo. We're talking echo. about our sound guy.
1: Can
3: Sir, can you turn down your headphones or the microphone, possibly?
1: See if we can kill the echo. Is it coming from Victor's? Honestly, it's hard to tell. I could I could go in there and try to uh, put Opal on your board. See if we can kill it.
0: Uh, let's do that. Hang on there, Victor. Sorry. We, uh,
1: I am your father for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. yeah.
1: Experiencing tech difficulties from the docks. Okay, hey,
2: while we're doing this, let's talk about uh Anthony Fauci.
1: Oh <laughs> cow. Do we have to?
2: <laughs> well, it's good news. He's moving on, you know. Oh yeah, well, he's he, moving on moving down on. the road. He says he's not retiring. He's not gonna wait till Biden uh leaves office to, to retire, but he wants to move on. And you know his his current position right now is director of the n i a i d which is where he's been doing his um his infiltration into the yeah. pharmaceutical uh industry one of the um, most
1: corrupt agencies on yeah. the planet yeah. he's
2: been holding it for thirty years, but anyway, I wanted to uh go ahead and and uh acknowledge that we might have him moving on in uh in december
1: what's moving on look like
2: well he says i want to use what i've learned as niaid director to continue to advance science and public health and to inspire and mentor the next generation of scientific leaders as they prepare the world to face future infectious disease threats
0: you got no sound victor i don't think you he could hear us
1: victor can
0: hear the program um, okay so i don't know if you can hear me
1: I can hear you. I
0: can hear you, but we need we, a two-way conversation. We can hear you. Oh, maybe he can ours. just call in. Can you call in?
1: Just call the Do you number. have something to call in with? 479-1080, KSEO. Call on in. 831. 831-479-1080. Just call. That works the best. If they ha- Yeah, if he's got that.
2: That would be terrific. That would be terrific.
1: Yeah, I don't know why this is not
2: working tonight. Um... This is just.
1: It's because Victor has a major message that we need to hear.
2: Uh, Did you read uh, the part where um, the LA Public Health is um, giving free COVID tests now to pets? And the New York Times is encouraging masks to stop monkeypox. Okay, so let's talk about getting free COVID tests for
1: (laughs) pets. pets. Oh, my goodness. Do you
2: remember when the Tanzanian president, John Magafe? Feely, I think his name was, uh, he was mocking the the efficacy of the COVID test because uh, the goat and the papa fruit came back positive. Do you remember oh, that? That was back wow. in, um, I think it was May of 2020. Um, and then he, he mysteriously, he had a heart attack soon after that. Mm. But he was standing for his rights um, and the people of Tanzania's, Tanzania's rights and standing against that. But uh, we already know that uh, evidently animals can test positive for COVID because we've seen it and with the goats and plants can and test positive. plants and then uh, on the CDC um, website, as far as the LA um, New Yorks encouraging the masks, we know monkeypox is not an airborne. Uh, the CDC yeah. website says, um, and this is right off their website, it is oral, anal, vaginal sex. Touching of the genitals with a person who has monkeypox. Oh, but and we should
1: just put a mask on everybody and pretend like it's that's not.
2: That's right. You know. it, they're not willing to call it an STD, but the the highest population of uh, those that have it are um, uh, gay males that are um, that are involved in same sex uh, sex. Wow. So interesting. I, I mean, it just it just floors me that there is what's going on as far as believability of the news. And, and so that's part of, you know, the, the narrative that we want to talk about and really come against is the uh, just believing blindly what you're told and um, that the... Yeah,
1: like a conspiracy theorist. You're, you're, anybody who doesn't go with the party line, anybody who's not following the party line, which is all of these Demcast boat, you know, all the Demcast um, speechify... And the auto-generated bots are telling you to believe a certain ultra-leftist yeah. message. If you don't go, then you must be a conspiracy theorist.
2: Yeah. Well, I've got a lot of conspiracy theories, and I think most of them are right. Well, I'm well, just waiting I,
1: for them to be proven. Well, well, let's break it down. A conspiracy is that two people got together oh, okay. and decided to do something that. evil.
3: I just thought, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: And a and a theory is heard. you have a thought, you, have, you see evidence, and then you go and you create a theory of the scientific method and you test your theory by more evidence and you come to a conclusion which is just following
2: science Um, it shows i'm Mm -hmm. um, connected all right i'm gonna uh, take over the board
1: go for it take over the board so we can hear um the guest in the background i wonder if people listening tonight can hear the guest in the background on radio i Uh, can't
3: hear you guys though that's
1: the problem can you hear us right now victor okay so, the... Victor, are you there?
3: I, I, yeah, okay, I'll just, I guess I'll uh,
1: try and call in. <laughs> yeah, try the call in. 831-479-1080. We're love, looking forward to talking to you, Victor. Thank you so much. So, uh... So there's, yeah, while he's getting ready to call in, um, I just want to go back to this because I'm actually blo- floored by this whole DemCast thing. This whole th- thing with the auto-generated. There's a guy named Nick Knutsen who's organizing this um, DemCast and Blue Crew to basically get everybody to believe that they're crazy and that, they're, that, that their belief system is the only one that they should believe. Now, we know that the, all the studies that have been proven, that 70, 75% of people will say the, the symbol is a triangle when the symbol is a mm-hmm. square if everybody else says it is. So they'll, they'll deny what yeah. they see with their eyes. So, yeah. that's what, so they're utilizing, yeah. utilize, utilizing yeah, know, that's uh, uh, deception to get people to believe a lie. Yeah, That's evil.
2: Yeah, that is that is any. Uh, I was talking to to Brandon earlier. I said I don't understand why any of these bots should be. I mean, uh, when uh, when Twitter's saying we only have five percent, I thought, why is why should are there zero percent? <laughs> yeah, there I mean this, no is, fake this is completely yeah. um, deception. Okay, so we actually
0: have uh, Victor on the line. All right, Victor, can you hear Woo-hoo! us? Hey! hey. Can you hear me? Yes. yes we can hear you loud and clear, hear you, well,
1: unclear, Victor. Thank you for your persistence, man. We're glad you're on tonight. We're looking forward to hearing from you.
0: Yes. We're going to let you talk as much as possible because we've eaten up quite a bit of time. But um, so, uh, with I'll let you talk about your bio, what you want to share, and then we'll go right into the content, uh, which
2: is going to be amazing. Yeah, we have um, lots
1: of great questions for you.
2: It must be good because of that. You know, it's hard to get through. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Those,
1: those those demon techn difficulties got shut. <laughs> Damn. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, Victor, tell us a little bit
0: about yourself real quick. Just uh, give the audience an idea of, you know, maybe some of the background that you've worked with uh, to, to be where you're at today.
3: Okay. Well, I guess um, my, my launch occurred when I was um, baptized with my face in a toilet in a county jail in 1998. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> what led up to that was in uh, 1994 Um, I had uh, heard that um, we all had a right to travel and that that's different from driving. And I got really curious about that. I had also heard at about the same time that the Internal Revenue Code um, applies to a very small group of people, and it uh, doesn't apply to most Americans. That really intrigued me. And then I had uh, some some lawsuits with um, against some clients where uh, during the discovery process uh, I came across some documents that I had never seen before, and and that really piqued my interest. This all happened at the same time. It was like this avalanche of awakening, and uh, I went to the law library uh, to. Um, do all my research for my uh, legal cases and while I was there (laughs) I just couldn't help but do a little more research into these other things and uh, then I began looking around now this is this is before the the internet had you know really launched most people didn't even know about it Um, so there was nothing on the internet and so I had to go to the law library to do all this research and then as far as finding other people that knew about this stuff, that was also really challenging. Um, there, were, there was not a, not a computer system where I could jump on and, and look around. So I had to call a, um, a lot of people that I knew who and just did some networking by, you know, who knows who and who knows this about this and da-da-da. And um, <clears throat> God really did a lot during that time period just – he kept on bringing people into my life, um, to guide me. Um, for example, um, I decided that I would, so I couldn't find anyone that, that, that knew this stuff, um, really. And so I, I, um, decided, well, I'm going to test this on myself. So the easiest thing to test was, um, the right to travel um, can can I use uh, biblical principles and the Constitution to fight a traffic ticket, for example? So um, I got a speeding ticket, and I um, I, I used in my now I, I was really green on the whole procedural process, so I, I stepped in all kinds of things, but. I still was able to to make my arguments um, based upon the legal principles. And um, one of the times that I was in court, I I ran into a group of guys that were of the same mindset, but they were farther along down the road. Um, And they had investigated a lot of other things, and how the court systems work, and Um, the the underlying motivations for the court systems and and so forth and um, who really controls the courts. And so uh, these people um, really just launched me and and pointed me in the right direction, where, where to look in the law library and so forth. And then digging into uh, history books and stuff. And um, so then um, I, I, I won uh, my first my first challenge on a constitutional basis. Um, I beat that thing, and so I thought, oh, "Okay, I'm going to dig in this even further." And one did I, what ended up happening was um, I was so wrapped up in in this in in call it the. Um, the right to travel, uh, you know, so I was investigating that. I was investigating the um, Internal Revenue Code and its application. And then I was um, suing a, a client. And, and so basically my business was on hold for, for like two years when I just spent every day uh, in the law library and, and digging up the stuff. And then um, when I would get a, a ticket, then I would, you know, write up all the documentation and so forth and, and go into court. And I amassed a, uh, a long string of wins over the years for, for myself and for other people in uh, traffic court. And uh, as well, um, back in 95, I chose to stop participating in the income tax scam. And um, that's been a, a real, um, a great, fruitful thing um, that's allowed me to um, direct my finances and my energies um, to to building the kingdom rather than to subsidizing evil and feeding the New World Order. Um, And I also, uh, over the years, have just continued to dig more and more. And, uh, you know, the deeper I go down the rabbit hole, (laughs) the more there is to that, that pops up into my face and the deeper I, I end up digging.
0: So oh, absolutely. I I can uh, yeah, I can attest. I know our our paths have crossed over the years before and um I know from experience how it's a deep rabbit hole. Um I, I myself I had gone to uh to court to uh clear my uh well to amend my record. You know, I, I first did a FOIA and then I uh, said, who am I? What do you have on me? You know, and obviously I was clean of all the, you know, of any crimes or anything. But they had me as a U.S. citizen, and so I wanted to amend that. And I made it up to the Ninth Circuit before they went against me. But uh, so I, I I kind of remember some of those things. And that was about 20, 25 years ago. And so I know our paths crossed years ago. We had yeah, that was a, about when
3: we when we met. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and so So what are you... Focused on today, I know that I went to your website, which we will have in our show notes uh, links to your website. But you had a great teaching; it was a primer, and uh, maybe you can go over some of that and educate our audience on some of the things. Uh, you know, maybe uh, how you get how you give up your rights uh, and change them for privileges. So, just go for it.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, I began. Um educating people on, on how to defend their rights in um, 2017. And then, lo and behold, uh, 2020 comes along, and it, it, you know then it, everybody wakes up. Well, not everybody, but there were a lot of people that woke up that for the past 25 years have called me a conspiracy theorist and they wouldn't hear anything that, that I, I was trying to tell them. And everything I do is... Uh, everything I tell people is based upon what I've actually read not not like rumors that people tell me and a lot of stuff is also based upon me actually doing it um, trying it seeing okay is this true in real life does this actually happen if I follow these things does this actually happen um, so, uh, so lately what I've been doing is um, helping people learn their rights and how to uh, defend against uh, unconstitutional quote-unquote orders, these, these decrees to mask and social distance and jab and, and so forth, um, as as well as, you know, all the other things that encroach upon people's lives that they don't really... Uh, that they think they have to have. Um, you know, so, so for example, you know, the first thing you ever challenged was the driving. Um, so, so people think, oh, um, in, in order to travel in my car on the roads, I have to have a license and I have to register my car well that's not true um and i've proven that um i have a car that i use to travel around on the roads it's never been registered and i do not have a driver license Whoa. So, wow
0: or a I, license plate
3: Well, yeah there's no obviously you can't have a license plate if your car is not registered right yeah so i have no license plate and um and I've had some good conversations with um, various levels of law enforcement—sheriffs, uh, highway patrol, etc., um, San Jose PD, Los PD—where um, where they get a good educational experience, and um, I get no citation. So um, I, I teach people that um, mostly, though it's it's been about teaching people how to, how to defend their businesses um, the, the, because peop, people are just getting hammered in their businesses. A lot of businesses have, have gone under because of the mandates. Um, they, they went along they thought, oh, if I just go along and I keep my business closed, then um, they'll leave me alone and I can open back up. Well, a lot of businesses found out they can't survive when their business is closed. Um, and so,
2: go go figure.
3: (laughs) Can't survive. Red black? (laughs) Red, 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 red,
2: red, red, red. The column never got black. Right.
3: (laughs) And that doesn't help when Santa Clara County is fining businesses 50 times more than, than any other county in the whole state. You know, uh, so,
1: um. Deep state operatives uh, and active that work in Santa Clara County.
2: Yeah, well, oh, on Santa uh, Clara, uh, the Santa Clara Street, right on City Hall, they just have a whole line of Black Lives Matter flags that are flying. So there is a little alternative agenda there.
3: Hmm. Yeah, and they didn't they. They encouraged um, all of the the rioting and looting and so forth, uh, and yet they clamped down on churches for meeting. Yeah. Uh, just the. You know the the, hop, the hypocrisy and the logic um, betrays the fact that they're they're really tyrants that have an agenda. Wow. So um, so I'm trying to I'm still trying to wake up businesses. Businesses um, are still um, in fear mode, and they still think, oh well, the that won't happen again. Um, it's it's just. Uh, that, that was a one-time thing and um i can go on with my and if they have us do this again okay i'll go along with it because the businesses that survived uh, they're thinking you know i can survive again um but i'm trying to wake up businesses to the fact that no you are not going to survive they're driving even harder and the next thing that comes down you're not gonna be ready for it unless you learn some basic principles and are the first principle is that our Constitution and our, our jurisprudence in America was built upon biblical principles. Right. Um, most of our founding fathers were Christians, and you, you can go back through um, the history, the the documents um, in their own writings and, and quotations of, of people that listened to them, and, um, and you can also go to the East Coast, and you can see biblical representations and scriptures all over the place, all over the place. Oh, yeah. um, they're trying to hide it all. Um, they're trying to tear down statues and monuments and so forth. Um, but if you if you just go off the beaten path and you go beyond the chain link fences where they're trying to hide this stuff, um, you can see that... when the the pilgrims came to uh, America they came for the purpose of religious freedom Mm -hmm. getting away from a tyrannical king and spreading the gospel and so they knew they had a good understanding of scripture and and they knew that um, the Lord is our judge, lawgiver and king and that he's our ultimate sovereign we need to honor him above everything else. We need to follow him and obey him above everything else. And that, therefore, our laws need to be built upon biblical premises. Mm-hmm. So so that's what they did. And um, as you know, our, our, our nation has been blessed more than any other nation in the world. Um, I believe be, because of that, um, the freedoms that following God gives and, and having his principles in, into our laws. So um, the, the Constitution has, um, you know, everybody knows about um, the Bill of Rights, the, the first ten amendments, where um, it's explicitly stated uh, that um, the Constitution will um, guarantees that our government servants will preserve these rights. That's their job. Mm. Government servants are constrained by the Constitution. We're not constrained by the Constitution. And also, our rights don't come from the Constitution. Our rights come from God. Amen. Mm -hmm. The Constitution constrains government to the sole purpose of protecting our rights. And so 10 of those uh, are are enumerated in the Bill of Rights. But there's many, many more. those are just explicit because the founders wanted um, that to, to to be clearly understood, just to kind of a, as a reiteration. Right. But but you know when they when they wrote it, they they all understood that the rights are really innumerable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just contained within the envelope of of God's principles, and so you know. You're not going to chop off your private parts. You're not going to claim that that you're a man when you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, vice versa, claim that you're a woman when you're a man. You're you're not going to murder people and stuff like that. That was clearly understood. It didn't need to be written down. Right. Um. <clears throat> so. Um,
1: well, it, I wanna, it, well, I want to say one thing about that. That I that I think, Victor. You know, the it, even the phrase constitutional rights. It sounds we we don't have constitutional rights. We have God given rights protected by the Constitution, and I right. and I, I try to tell people that over, you know over and over again. It's like these are common laws that are, come from God, and and then and, and these are just to enshrine those truths you know in our laws. So
3: yes, yes, that's so true. And so and as you know, the the first thing that tyrants go after throughout history when they want to take over. Uh, society and and just dominate their will upon people is they go after scripture they they go after christians they go after um any kind of thought of god or the bible and they begin perverting it and then eliminating it and so what we've had and, and i don't know maybe this happened to you brandon when you went through the uh when you went through seminary, um, you get this indoctrination into verses like Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2, Mm -hmm. where they just tell you, oh, this means that um, we're supposed to obey all government authorities. But a closer examination of those scriptures reveals that that's not really the case. And... Um, just taking a, a broad view of scripture when you look at all the instances throughout the Old Testament where tyrants try to impose their will upon God's people right? what was the response?
1: We will not bow <laughs>
3: <laughs> right.
1: far be it from us to listen to you than to what, do what God told us to do where...
2: now, No king but Jesus no sovereign but God hmm.
1: That's, That's right. right. Well, Egyptian kings, you know, they got they got free, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, so in every in every case, they they rebelled against tyrants, and I, I love that Ben Ben Franklin actually thought that the 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 dollar bill should actually have the words on it: "Resistance to tyrants is obedience to
3: God." Mm. Yeah. Oh, I wish that that would have been put on there. Well, I like be it. Nice.
0: So, Victor, we have actually a caller online. I'm going to wait five more minutes before I let James on because I want you to continue your thoughts. Um, since we only have about 15 minutes, uh, maybe we can yeah, move I'll, on some I of these just, topics. Can we
1: move back just to kind of – because I feel like the basis of everything you're talking about is the creature from Jekyll Island. And mm. can, if you could like, quickly summarize that and then get into how that applies, uh, that would be great.
3: Okay. Creature from Jekyll Island um, refers to the Federal Reserve, uh, or uh, what happened was in 1913, well, actually it was before 1913, but it was passed in 1913, Um, I think it was like in 1910, um, you had uh, Rockefeller and uh, the the wealthiest people um, in the world, bankers and industrialists and so forth. Um, They met on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia in order to design the Federal Reserve and and the scam to roll it out. And the way they did that, they did it with a false flag just like um, the New World Order has done throughout history. And the false flag was, hey, let's crash the banking system as it was. So you had all these independent banks. And – um so you could you could go to this bank and you could put your money in and you get a certificate from that 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 your voucher saying, Okay, this is your the money that you have in this bank and then you would uh if you want your money back you'd come back and you present the voucher and you get that. Get your money back. Um well they wanted to crash all these banks, take over and then issue a fiat currency. That is a currency that really has no basis whatsoever. It doesn't. It's not backed by gold. Um, it's just backed by nothing. Because then you could just print, 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 yeah. and uh, you rob people of their wealth. So um, that's what they did. They all boarded a train. They they went off to um, Jekyll Island. They didn't use their real names. Um, they just. Um, it, they used fake names, and, uh, uh, you know, even the servants there um, didn't know what their real names were. Um, and they designed this plan, and then um, they went to their cronies in the White House and um, in Congress, and they, um, they passed the Federal Reserve Act. They also passed the, uh, the Income Tax Act and <clears throat> the uh, 17th Amendment. All those things um, robbed the american people of their liberties that that was the stake in the ground where it really started because at that point um people began to feed the owners of the federal reserve and the federal reserve is still a private company still to this day it's a private company it's not
0: just as private as federal express
2: (laughs) that's right yes they are banksters
0: Yeah, that was and during so President d- Wilson's time, right? I, I remember a quote yeah. he said something like, I'm the most miserable man. I just destroyed my country when he passed that. Um, that's a long... Yeah,
3: one. yeah. You know, these people have, on their deathbed, they've made these confessions. Uh, and they've, like, you know, I guess trying to get right with God at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> they confess these evil things that they've done. Um, David Rockefeller, actually, long before he died, uh, he, he wrote a book... Where he bragged about taking over control of uh, of America and and the world, um, and he was proud of it. So, um, you know, a, a lot of this stuff will eventually come out. Um, uh, unfortunately, if if um, people don't don't turn to God right now and and start pushing back against tyrants, um, people may be dead by the time it comes out, uh, yeah. or they may be enslaved.
0: Hey, Victor, we've got uh, actually some more phone calls, callers calling in, and so I've got one that's been waiting on for a while. So I'm going to have him come and probably maybe ask you a question. So it's uh, James from Live Oak. James, you're on the air. What's
3: on your mind? Hi, oh, hello. Can I be heard? I appreciate the history lesson. I'm learning a lot tonight. I suppose if I had one question, it would be... Um, What's the role of FEMA now? Cause it's my understanding a um, state of emergency was declared on March 13th, 2020, and FEMA's been in control of the U.S. government ever since, so we don't have a Constitution or a Bill of Rights. So what do we do?
0: Victor, you want to sh- yeah. take a shot at that one? Thank
3: you, James. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a little bit difficult for me to hear him, but I think he was asking about a state of emergency and suspending the Constitution. And FEMA. Um,
2: yeah, and FEMA and how FEMA f- fits in.
3: Well, um, so back in the back in the '90s, when I began doing my research, I came across um, I, again. I met people and they shared things with me, and I came across documents um, back from much longer ago. It was like 1933 or, or before that where um, there were senate hearings and so forth and they had declared um, a state of emergency and then we dig a little deeper and find out well these states of emergency have been declared again and again and again and they've never been removed they've never been revoked
1: Yeah, it's happening in california we're still in a state of emergency for
3: what yeah in california but i'm talking about like nationwide from the federal government we have all these emergencies on the books that are still there and they've been there. And, um, I believe that that's the the reason why they've just been able to continue with all this tyranny. Um, you know, having, having wars and having us pay for these wars or funding terrorist nations and so forth, um, without any kind of congressional approval or, or whatever, um, Rolling out these pandemics, you know, like 1918, very similar to this pandemic, um, the whole wearing of masks and, and all that garbage. Um, it's, this has been going on for a long time. So I haven't heard about the one in, in March. Um, of, I think you said 2020. Yeah. But but it's irrelevant because we're we already Constant, in repeated yeah. national states of emergency. Absolutely.
0: Hey, so I have a real quick question. Uh, changing from common law to what they call, well, I'll let you talk about admiralty, admiralty law. Can you explain that and how people maybe inadvertently have changed their common law status to
1: admiralty? being under admiralty? No, is that the same thing as maritime law, admiralty law? So it's the same thing.
0: I believe so, yeah. yes. Okay. I'll let uh, Victor talk about that.
3: Uh, Yeah, um, admiralty law, maritime law, they're they're basically the same thing. And the way that you get roped into those things is um, by contract. And a lot of these are are subtle contracts, adhesion contracts, where um, you don't think that you're really getting into this this jurisdiction, but you are. Um, For example, um, when you... When you go into a court, and let's say it's just a little minor, you know, like you get a traffic ticket, and so you go into traffic court, um, what you're going to see in there is a, a flag that has a yellow fringe around it. <clears throat> now, when I was first told about this, that that represents Admiralty, uh, I thought that people that told me this were nuts, conspiracy theorists, and... You know, okay, I don't want to listen to these people. Mm -hmm. But one time when I was in court, I met a guy who was also in there challenging. And um, he said, hey, uh, did you know about that flag? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been told that, but, you know, I think that's crazy. And he said, well, I was in court and i was recording back then they let us record like in in my court case i brought a tape recorder i was i was uh, able to record the proceeding um so he had brought a tape recorder in and alleged the judge let him record it and he brought up the issue of admiralty jurisdiction in the court and he, he challenged he said no i'm not under admiralty jurisdiction i'm not giving jurisdiction to this court um because i i do not consent to admiralty jurisdiction and the judge actually admitted he said yes you're right that is an admiralty flag (laughs) and it is for admiralty jurisdiction and here we are um so the the admiralty um again you can think of it like um the captain of a ship Mm -hmm. so you you've got these pirates out on the seas and by the way this stuff still happens um there still are pirates out there and they're out there marauding ships and, and robbing them and so forth. So you got a pirate out there on the seas, and um, he gets captured uh, by uh, by let's say a coast guard, and the coast guard let's say is from America. Um, well, the coast guard can say, "Okay, you're you're under my jurisdiction, even though you're from you know Iran." Um, I'm declaring that you're under my jurisdiction and these are the rules of my jurisdiction. Um, you've got to give me all your bounty. Um, you've got to um, jump overboard and swim to shore. Uh, and you've got to call me king. You know? <laughs> and, if you don't do, and if you don't do that, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> so there's a, there's a broad um, body of law, if you want to call it law where, um, when you're under ju- admiralty jurisdiction, essentially the, um, in this case, it would be a judge, um, or it could be a commissioner or a guy posing as a, as a judge. Um, he has the full right to, to do whatever he wants to you, Um, you know, so one time when I was, here's a little antidote, one time when I was in, in court, you know, it was challenging, um, the judge, said, uh, I can't hear you, uh, and the court reporter can't hear you. Um, could you. Could you come forward a little bit, uh, come, come around the bar? So you know how there's a little pony wall that you, generally you stand behind? Right. So um, I went around that, went through the gate, and I was standing inside now, um, and I call it standing on his ship. Hmm. Um, at that point, his demeanor completely changed, and he became fully tyrannical. And uh, you will do this, you will do this, da 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 And I realized, oh, wait a minute. I've just stepped onto his sh- I'm giving him jurisdiction. You're jurisdiction, in his
2: jurisdiction yes.
3: <laughs> even though, even though I, had, I had made the argument that, no, I'm here to challenge jurisdiction. You do not have jurisdiction. That jurisdiction has to be proven. Um, by my actions, I overruled my, my own words. Wow. And so... Um I had uh I when I realized that I backed out <laughs> and went on the other side of the bar and the judge got a big smile on his face like oh darn you just <laughs> <laughs> he caught
0: me. <laughs> hey, Victor, I've got one more call. That is a good story because it yeah, shows how little great. you could do and instantly pull yourself back. Uh, so we got one more call with a question, and then we'll we'll finish out with whatever you want to uh, continue with. So uh, I've got Richard, Richard from Watsonville. Richard, you're on the air. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, thank you. First question. I had two quick questions, and the first one: Has your guest ever heard of a guy named B. E. Smith?
0: Uh, Victor, have you heard of that? B. E. Smith.
3: Uh, yes, I have. And um, I read some of his stuff, but I don't remember what it was about. Well, he used to come down here quite a bit. He lived up in Northern California. He drove a great big Cadillac convertible and no license plates. You know, he came down here and showed us that if you look at your tags on the back of your license plates, the one that you get every year has a very fine print. Uh, for federal uh, for federal exp- uh, use only so we didn't have to pay a uh, uh, tax uh, tag license for a while there.
1: Wow and you another question?
3: Uh, no that was it I, that was the only thing. I didn't know BE was even still around so mm. thank you.
0: Uh, thanks Richard appreciate the, thank the call there. All right
3: <clears throat> So um, I guess- yeah go on. Uh, okay, just, I guess just to wrap up here, um, I just want to tag on to when we were talking about jurisdiction, because um, there are many subtle traps. Um, for example, um, uh, I was helping a person uh, who, who has a business, and the business was fined by the county uh, for not uh, obeying the pandemic mandates. And um, so the, the county... Um, you know, James Williams is is the county council. That guy needs to go, 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 go. That guy is a George Soros fellow. Wow. Um, he, uh, you know, he he brings this uh, lawsuit against her, and um, they convinced her to to get a um, a public defender and persuade her, like, oh no, you know, he'll you know he'll do right by you, and you know, you just give you some advice, and you can ask him questions, and that, da da, da da So. <clears throat> he um, he advised her to go through the uh, case management conference, which is you know if you're if you're going to take part in a in a trial, um, that's kind of one of the first things you do if it's a civil matter. Right. So um, she took part in that, and then she filed her um, motion to quash, challenging jurisdiction. Mm. Well the judge ruled against that he denied her motion to squash because
0: we've got half a minute um victor can you tell us about your website i'll have it on show notes but tell everybody where uh, if you want to learn more
3: go for it okay Uh, it's passage to liberty.com um i've got some videos on there that where you can see uh real life uh, interaction with, uh, with law enforcement. Uh, and then, um, there's a lot of other resources on there and you can sign up for a seminar and, uh, and when we have enough. Yeah. we'll so talk to you. To we got to
1: have you back on. We'll get you on next time.
0: Yes. They. they